What is going on, everyone? Casey here, Virginia Game Day, checking in midweek for an exciting episode. Uh, you know, it's so much UVA baseball to talk right now. As you can see, we're in a different spot than normal. Uh, you know, I put away the this this the bar in my basement for an episode to do a second floor main level ep, uh, and I like it. We got a, a chair, mic hooked up to the chair. Good energy in here. Good energy. And it's my dog's birthday, so I figured it would be nice if uh, you know she could get on and say a few words. So it's Tuesday night. Tomorrow's Wednesday. UVA is hosting Liberty. That's a 7 o'clock game. And finally, we get a game that's on national television, ACC Network. We have uh, gentle rain here in Charlottesville as we speak. So we might hear a little bit of that in the background. You might hear my doggy that's on my uh, at my feet here. And I also have a cat upstairs that every now and again calls out for our attention. So this is going to be a cool episode. Uh, very excited to be doing it. And we will uh, get into things. So Virginia baseball team, currently the third ranked team in the nation after a huge uh, series win against Georgia Tech. And this team, besides being you know, uh, the top ranked hitting team in the country of all the college baseball teams and the top five pitching team. They also can bounce back. They lost the game on Friday. It was a cold night. Lost the game on Friday to the Georgia Tech's a good team. Then they come back on Saturday and then Sunday with another win. They scored 31 runs between Saturday and Sunday alone. Uh, and continuing with the bouncing back, Jake Barry, the big unit, started Sunday's game. And, and by the time I got there, there was a softball, baseball, you know, dueling thingy there. Both teams were playing at the same time. Really cool. The, the park was a buzz. There was UVA fans and Wahoo Nation all over. People tailgating, having a good time. Kids all over running around in there. Jake Geloff and Kyle Teal shirts. And uh, yeah, so by the time we got there, walked in, me and my wife, it's three nothing already, three nothing tech. I'm like, oh man. And I don't, I don't even know if they hadn't out yet, but I looked at the scoreboard and it's the first three batters, one for one, one for one, one for one, and it's three nothing. So you walk in, you see that, and you're like, oh, you know, maybe the pitchers doesn't have it today. Uh, this, this could get ugly, da 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 da. But no, settle down. At one point, uh, Jake retired nine straight batters. The big unit doesn't doesn't fold, man. He he bounced back and he did his thing, and now he's four zero on the season. They ended up scoring ten runs in an inning, and they ended up going on for a big win and and series uh, two one series win. So, um, really cool. Before I get into kind of nuts and nuts and the bolts of the game, I want to thank everyone who listened to the last episode. It was our biggest episode to date. So whoever streamed it or downloaded it or whatever thanks a ton you know it's not we're not getting you know hundreds and hundreds of streams or anything but each listener feels like feels huge and means a lot because uh being a part of a local team and covering one specific school it's like a community and i really appreciate it um so uh virginia they're now 25 and 3 the, the the boys have Charlottesville in their in the palm of their hand right now. 
uh, set a record for attendance on Sunday, uh, 5,286 fans. And I was there. I can attest to it. It was packed. Uh, the hill was crazy. There was a uh, lady. <laughs> there was a lady behind us who was kind of, you could tell she doesn't go to a ton of baseball games and she was cursing and it was funny uh to kind of just observe i'm sure some of the parents were getting a little po'd at her but it was it was funny nonetheless um so the hill was full the left field bleachers were full the above the bullpen you couldn't get a snack i mean if you wanted peanuts you're you're out of luck bro you gotta you're holding off till after the game or if you wanted a, a brat or a hot dog you gotta you know Hopefully you ate something in the parking lot. Hopefully you packed some 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 sandwiches because the lines were for real, for real long. And man, I'm lucky I don't have a a kid asking me to go stand in line because what are you going to say? <laughs> you know you got to do it. Um, I mentioned earlier, you see the kids walking around in the the Geloff shirts, the teal shirts. Super cool. The NIL thing. It's it, they had this the city in the palm of their hand, and it's cool that the guys are actually benefiting from that getting a little money to you know go out and party after after a big win so that's awesome hopefully we get some more uh the players in the team shop there i'd like to see a little tap 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 shirt uh who else oh a chris newell shirt would definitely uh sell like hotcakes you know a jake barry shirt There's, give them all one for everyone on friday night we saw big donkey and krishna holinka finally met them in person you know we've i've exchanged uh messages here and there on the Virginia game day account. Uh, but never met them in person. So it was cool to finally meet them. Um, make sure to check out big donkeys podcast on D one baseball.com. It's legit. He's really good at it. Um, and we're going to hook up for a pod for sure. At some point, um, just let him know besides the, the attendance record. We also set the home run record. Uh, hey. sit down, down. Okay. Uh, besides the attendance record, we also set the home run record. Uh, when Jake Geloff popped his 14th dinger, which leads the country, uh, it was the 39th of the year for the Wahoos. And that is a record. It's something, something legit that it's done this early in the season. And then they had a 10-run fourth inning, which is the first time that's been done in like five or six years. Uh, big you know, hat tip to Max Codier a guy who had two big hits in the inning in one inning, you know, that's always cool. And you can do that. He had two big hits in one inning and he's a guy who is able to bounce back, like not keep it even keel, not be so bummed out because it hasn't started every game. This was a, this was a guy who was a starter all through Omaha last year. And then this season he's only started 19 games. They played 27. Um, some of the younger guys getting some time and, Coach mentioned after the game he hasn't been a distraction or hasn't been bummed out, and he's, you know, kept calm. And the baseball gods uh, paid him back, and you know he's a great player anyway. Um, also had a really nice. There's a little chopper up the right side, too far for the first baseman to get. He gloved it and then flipped it with the glove. It was really cool. It's my dog bumping in. Uh, flipped it with the glove. It's a really nice play. Hitting and baseball is so mental and, and, and Juco. We were doing a lot of splitting double headers. So I was a, a first year and the guy who had been there would get the first game. I get the second game. And it was a lot of that. And 
you might have a good game. And then I'd start a couple of games in a row and then I might have an over four and then he, you know, start getting the start. So it's really, it's tough when you're got a guy behind you and you're doing a little platoon and it's all about riding the hot hand and uh, they have depth this year. I mean, this team is super duper deep. Justin Rubin, the guy who has been getting a lot of starts at second base is hitting over 300, not striking out a lot. He's got a 435 on base percentage. Um, yeah, he's getting it done. So it's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying from the player's perspective, it's really cool of uh, of Max to to stay in there and, and be an asset to the team instead of a distraction. Um, so looking at the stats here, of all the qualified hitters, Jake, Casey, Griff, Tap, Devin Ortiz, Kyle Teal, Max, and Chris Newell, all of them are hitting over 270. The lowest batting average of the qualified guys is Chris Newell hitting 276. That's the kind of numbers that you get when to be leading the nation in hitting. It's unheard of. It's legit unheard of. Like baseball is peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys. And it's such a cliche, but hitting is contagious. You've seen them have a ton of big innings. Guys setting the table and then some of the big bats coming up and dropping bombs. And there's something to knowing that everyone's locked in to just being able to play loose, right? You know everyone's locked in, you're playing loose. You know that, you know, the, the pressure's off a little bit. Uh, yeah, these guys are these guys are getting it done and they're doing something amazing right now. Of the the bench, Ethan Anderson, he's got 66 at bats. He's hitting 303. Colin Tuft has 63 at bats. He's also hitting 333. And Justin Rubin has 39 at bats. Uh, he's hitting 333. Um, of the pitchers, Nate Savino, one of the best Friday night starters out there. 3-0 ERA, 4-1 uh, record. Jake Bear, we mentioned, 4-0 record, 3.54 ERA. And Brian Gursky, a perfect 5-0 with a 2.61 ERA. You look at the pitchers, and ha- not no one has an ERA over 5. You, you usually get, like, you know, the one guy who got banged up and – you know, two thirds of an inning, his ERA is like 26. No, everyone here, regardless of how many innings you pitched, is under five. Uh, insane. <clears throat> Jake, like we mentioned, leading the country in home runs. Taps got eight. Chris Newell has seven. Um, Devin Ortiz, he's on the Ola Rude watch list for pitching and hitting, a, little, a dual threat kind of guy. Uh, He's got three. Saki's got five. Um, and Jake and Nate have been added to the Golden Spikes midseason watch list. So, you know, give it up for them. That's uh that's a big honor. The the they're gonna be going down in history. The the Geloff and Teal common combination, because they came in the same year. Geloff and Teal are two studs. Geloff and Teal, that you know, think of those guys in tandem for a long time. And they'll, they'll probably be – they're going to go on to have great careers, knock on wood, uh, at the professional level. And speaking of, uh, MLB is about to start. Today is Tuesday. This podcast will be released on Wednesday. And opening day is Thursday. Tons of UVA sprinkled in to the, the baseball world this year, as always. You know, we're uh, an elite program. No Zim for the first time in I don't know how long. 
uh, you know, he started out in 2005 and, and he just retired. So April 30th, speaking of Zimmerman bobblehead day at, uh, at the dish. Uh, so get your fantasy teams ready, get your MLB.tv uh, account ready. It's, it's baseball time and baseball is a, a sport unlike I think football a little bit, but it's a, it's a sport where it's like, uh, you know, it's about family and, you know, it's a field of dreams thing with your dad. And that's how some families communicate and having, whether it be in the summer and you're outside and spending time with people, baseball is just a real, real gift. It's a beautiful game. And uh, I'm grateful that we have a, an official season back in the books. I'm happy that labor dispute didn't last any longer than it did. Uh, even if it did, we would have had college baseball to enjoy. So, um, so no Zim, but Sean Doolittle is back in DC. So down here in Charlottesville, closest ball team to go watch is up in DC. You can see our boy Sean Doolittle this year. He's back in back in the district. Chris Taylor, of course, stud out in LA. Uh, Paven Smith with the Diamondbacks, and Jake McCarthy looks like he's going to make the the opening day roster. Scranton's finest, uh, repping Thunder Mifflin. Uh, he's should be on the the D backs opening day roster. Uh, Daniel Lynch, lefty for the Royals. Look for him to have a breakout year. He can really improve his stock. Ernie Clement with the now Guardians, no longer the Cleveland Indians, my friends. The Cleveland Guardians, uh, great glove guy. Love watching Ernie play. Adam Hazley, now on the White Sox, recently traded. Looks like he's going to be on the opening day roster as well. Uh, and a bunch of other guys. Uh, it's, it's not a new thing. UVA is all over the place. And we'll see as minors start getting sorted out where some of the uh, like the guys from last year where they're going to be playing at. I saw Andrew Abbott, our top pick last year, um, was you know taking pictures for his new minor league team. Can't quite remember where it was, but Zach Messenger is on the, the Yankees Tampa Bay minor league team. Um, there's a lot of a lot of UVA guys in the minors. Uh, switching up real quick, just a little bit of basketball. The last time we talked, Malachi Poindexter had entered the transfer portal. Now, Jaden Nixon has joined him, as well as Igor Milicic and Carson McCorkle. Now, McCorkle is probably the one, him and Igor are probably the ones who are like, hmm, you know, if they would have just held out for until they're all four years, it probably would have developed into something special. Igor, especially, you can kind of see the flashes this year. Uh, Carson never really got there on a defensive level, but he'll have success somewhere else. Uh, probably at a maybe like an A10 school, he'd probably do well at. But coach and the staff upgrade in the ter- in the transfer portal more often than not. So you know we've seen heartbreaking pieces leave before last year with Jabri and Casey, but then we upgraded. So it's tough to see these guys go. You watch them, you get to know them, you you root for them, and it stinks. But I think coach is going to. Uh, going to upgrade and we wish them the best. I saw Malachi posted a picture in a Radford uniform. Hey, I hope he goes to Radford and kills it. You know, um, Jaden too, like totally loyal guy. He's been here forever. Hope he goes somewhere and gets minutes and kills it. You know, that's like a dream. You've already checked it off, you know, playing at, at the AC in the ACC level. Now move on to somewhere and get some time and get some run. 
I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. Igor could be a guy who I think could have had like massive success, big success at a power five level. Um, Ralph Sampson's restaurant opened. Ralph Sampson's American Tap House down on Barracks. Uh, we walked in the other day and you could see that the waiters and waitresses have 50 on all their, you know, their employee shirts. And it says Ralph's house on the back. They needed it, you know, cause there's no, in the, that plaza, there's nowhere to like grab a beer and a burger before a game, after a game, which your buddies watch the game. Can't really do that. So it's, they came in right on time with that spot and I encourage everyone to get out there. Ralph's, uh, encouraging people to come up and, and say what up if he sees them down there. I'm sure it's going to be a hot spot for recruits and former players, and it's going to be a, the place to be. So, and they have some great, you know, memorabilia on the walls. You see the, the U-Haul with the Rouse house written on it. Uh, it's a cool little thing. Yeah. So, you know, Ralph's doing big things in, in the city. He already got the white spot. We got this he's he's a mover and a shaker and i'm so happy to have I mean, he's from harrisonburg of course but i love seeing former uva stars coming back to charlottesville doing their thing making a life here raising their family it's awesome uh speaking of saw the Hagens was at uh the baseball game i saw coach tujay as well he was i don't know if he was at the game or not but i saw him in the parking lot with my wife coach mox announcer staff Women's basketball, she brought everyone over from Missouri State. You know, more power to you. Love it. They've, you know, got a, there's no, nothing new, no icebreakers, nothing like that with the coaching staff, at least. They built a winner already. Now let's just move it to Charlottesville. Kind of like Bronco. He brought all his staff from, from Utah, BYU out here. She's got, you know, her whole staff is from Missouri State, and that's what's up. Uh, Tori Jankoska, one of the assistants, is Michigan State's all-time leading scorer. And the other one, Alicia Bond, played in the national championship with Ohio State. So, he's, you know, it's not always what you've done as a player translates to coaching. We can see with which has happened in the last uh, era, but just a little knowledge, I guess, about them. Um, what else? The softball team. The, UV, the baseball team's going on the road after Wednesday. So we have Wednesday against Liberty on ACC Network, 7 o'clock. But then they're going on the road for a three-game set in Miami. Softball team, however, will be at home. So they'll be at home all weekend. That place, they were packed this weekend with Florida State. And then they had the autograph signing after the game. They, were bump, they bumped some awesome tunes there, I'll tell you that much. They got the playlist on lock. So whoever the DJ is at the softball game, Keep up the good work. Um, Friday, the first game of the baseball series will also be on ACC Network. So we got Wednesday, Friday, ACC Network. Uh, you know, around here, when you go out to the bars and stuff, you don't, or restaurants, they don't ever have the UVA baseball games on because it's, you know, some people have a tough time figuring out the ESPN app and all that. But at least for these two games, you'll be able to just say, hey, put on ACC Network for me. And hopefully they can, they can do that for you. Um, all right. So get out to the dish, support the boys, they're the best team in the country, even though they're only ranked number three. Top five ERA, number one in hitting. Those numbers don't lie, baby. Numbers don't lie. Uh, thanks for checking us out. 
at Virginia Game Day, virginiagameday.com, Psyche Brown Media on YouTube. That's where all the Virginia Game Day's content is housed. We appreciate it, co-host.